All right, it was a wild day, uh, cut down day, and a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Um, kind of a roller coaster of a day. Definitely some surprising moves. Uh, none super crazy by the Patriots, but a few uh, a few wild moves. We figured uh, let's get on a quick uh, quick podcast and we'll talk about it. Spags, uh, yeah. what do you think of you know? Here we are, crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I I had a. I mean, I've been doing the 53-man uh, breakdowns. I think I released three before the year and didn't do too bad. I had I just missed Thomas, which uh, that might be in the works there. We'll obviously talk about that. He might be able to come back on Monday. That might have been a releasing to, yeah. you know, no one will get him and they're opening up an IR spot. Um, you know, I had, you know, Calvin Munson in. He obviously got released earlier today. Keon Crossan was yep. traded. And then obviously, um, you know, out of those guys, Calhoun is out. Um, Melifonu made the team, and then Froholt went to IR. So, um, it, I mean, pretty expected, I guess, other than the Demarius Thomas news. Yeah. No, the Thomas news is interesting, but it is interesting to note that, that he does not go to the go to IR. So that's good news. Um, you know, he's I'm, – I'm sorry, he does not go to waivers. So another team theoretically could sign him, but it's not like they can claim him. They'd have to – you know, he'd have to agree to it. And the Patriots could certainly be saying, you know, just wait around for us. Uh, I think – so the way it works is that with the, with the uh, IR, with the designation of return, you have to be on the 53-man roster on week one. So if, let's just say a guy like Shalit Calhoun, I'll just use him as an example. I don't know if he'll be the guy, but let's just say a guy like Calhoun, if he's on the 53-man roster, they can put him on IR and then bring him back later on in the season. But if they put him on IR now, his season is over. So you mentioned Froholt and David Andrews got put on IR as well today. And so did Derek Rivers. Those guys' seasons are done. They cannot come back for the season. They're done. But once week one comes, you can get put onto IR and come back eight weeks later. So if there is a guy that maybe has some injury concerns, yeah, they play week one, and, you know, maybe they don't need Thomas week one, but then they put that guy on IR, Thomas comes back, and it seems like that's what's going to happen. Now, you know, obviously there's no way to know exactly, but – it does seem like based on what, you know, the reporters are reporting right now, the team reporters are reporting right now that they told him that, you know, don't go anywhere because you're probably going to be coming back. So that's, that's probably the thing. But like I said, the, you know, for a player to be able to eligible to come back this year, they have to be on that week one roster, unfortunately. And so, you know, but it makes sense for more sense for a guy like Demarius Thomas than it does for like a guy like Gunner because Gunner has to go through waves, whereas Thomas does not. So, okay, get a little healthy in a week or two, you'll be back someone will go on an IR and we'll be good to go, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that was the start to begin with. Cause like, look at it. Uh, obviously you said Thomas can't, he'd have to be signed. So maybe they told him, Hey, if anybody offers you anything, you like it here, this is just a move to be able to open up a spot for somebody next year. Right. Cause like Gunnar Olszewski, if he goes to waivers, probably going to get picked up, um, Correct. you know, guys like that. So, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a good way of thinking for the future. And, you know, I didn't know that he couldn't be claimed, you know, like just a normal person getting caught. So, I mean, I'm sure they told him a little backdoor deal. Hey, if anybody offers you any contract, say no. We're bringing you back here. Like I said, this is just a move for next year. Right. No, exactly. And that's that's typically the way it works, you know. And they've done that a million times with a million different guys. I know uh, the uh, the Ventrones. They did that with a thousand times where they cut a guy, you know, bring him back the next week, cut him the next week, bring. You and know, and so does like, week I, one start? Uh, does that start for practice Monday? Right. That, that's technically week one. I think technically. Yes, week one starts Because Monday. they were so saying Thomas, Thomas could be back Monday, they were saying. That's possible, yes. You could theoretically put someone on IR Monday or Tuesday and bring Thomas back 
for the first game. So that's a possibility. Now, whether they do it or not, I don't know. But a guy like Calhoun, who did get hurt in one of the preseason games, I know he came back, but he did get hurt in one of those preseason games. He could be a guy that could go into IR to come back. Um, I don't know if he's going to have a ton of impact this year. Their defensive line is ridiculously deep. And, you know, you guys see a guy like Chase Winovich, who's, you know, and this is just Mike Reese listing things out, but he has Winovich listed as a linebacker, not even a defensive end. And John Simon, same thing. So that shows you the depth that they have at D-line, just the fact that they have seven guys from D-line and John Simon and Chase Winovich are not on that list. So really you could say they're nine defensive linemen, but they're very deep there. So you could certainly see a guy like Calhoun going to IR and then possibly come back or maybe not, but maybe not. Who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's crazy how – and it's honestly nuts how, how you fall on so many rules. Like I, like I said, I had no idea about that, Thomas. I knew they were trying to bring him back, but I just figured no one was going to claim him being a 30-year-old receiver with two Achilles. And obviously, him, right. according to him, Patriots only being the team that's interested in him. Um, but I, like I said, I, I thought he looked really good the other night. Uh, that's why it was so shocking to me, obviously, the news that came out. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, out, out of the 53 guys, I, I would assume that that IR spot – after week one would have to be Shirley Calhoun because from the, from my eye, it looks like everybody there is healthy and can contribute yeah. right away. Right. That's what you would think. Unless if you know, it's the guy like Obi, but I don't think that that's the case. I don't think he's been hurt. So um, he's probably going to be more of a special teams guy than necessarily a safety, but, but, uh, but that would be the guy that would, that would qualify for it the most. Now, one thing I'm interested in, in talking about is Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, what a fascinating story he was told he was getting cut and they traded Keon Cross and he wasn't cut. That was a wild day for him. Wild, and I, I'm so happy for him. I mean, I know uh, I had him on the 53-man, and, and people were, you know, if you're fans of him, if it felt like he was, you know, loved or hated. People wanted him on the roster, and then people were like, there's no point because he's, he's so limited to what he can do. But I think a guy like that who worked hard and kind of came from nowhere, and he, he really earned a spot on this team. I mean, if you were to ask really before that Carolina game who that, you know, Maybe that bubble guy was if they'd carry an extra return. It would probably would have been Braxton Berrios, but his only target down in Nashville was was an interception from Hoyer. He wasn't great out of his route. And then Olszewski must have had a great week of practice there close to the media, returned punts versus Carolina, lit it up, and then played well the other night. I know he went in a corner and kind of, you know, missed coverage there, but made a tackle, flew around the field, was returning punts, catching balls. I mean, he can play football. It reminds me, honestly, of an Edelman. Yep. No, he does, and that's and so there's obviously a lot of excitement around there. Now, the one thing I will say that the only downside of that is that what freed him up was the fact that they traded Keon Crossan, uh, and Keon Crossan I thought had really come on as um, you know as a solid um, special teamer, and also a um, also you know was really really played well at cornerback uh, this preseason. But the thing is that they're just so deep at corner. And they have a lot of guys that play special teams that it's just kind of like, not that you don't need them, but it's almost, a, you know, a, a dispensable thing where you could say, hey, look, we have a ton of guys that do this well. Our cornerback depth, they might have the best secondary in the entire league when you look at from, from top to bottom. I mean, the five corners they kept were Gilmore, McCourty, Jonathan Jones, J.C. Jackson, and Joe, Joe Juan Williams. And then with McCourty, the other McCourty, Pat Chung, Harmon, Terrence Brooks, and Obi at safety, those 10 guys are, are all pretty damn good. And so it's like, yeah, Keon Crossman was pretty good, but, you know, it's not necessarily a position of need for them. 
he wasn't really going to see the field as as a corner. So, you know, you're able to keep a punt returner and keep Edelman off the punt return, really. And Nikhil Harry, too. You don't want either of those guys returning punts, especially where Harry's gotten injured a few times. And so you don't want to mess with, you don't want to mess with those guys' punt returners. So you stick Gunner back there and see what he can do. And, you know, you get rid of Crossman, who played well. And I know Evan Lazar was big on Crossman and said that he'd rather have um, he'd rather have uh, Crossman than Gunner and a six-round pick, which is fine. I understand that. But at the same time, I think it was, you know, it was dispensable. And obviously, he's become a fan favorite. So, and I mean, honestly, a guy named Gunner playing Gunner. Is I know. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy, too, because Crossman did such a great job on Tyree Kill last year. Uh, in the AFC yeah. title game, he covered him a lot as well as Jonathan Jones with the with the safety help of McCordy. But Crossman did a great job last year. Had a pick on Thursday. I think he had a, you know a solid camp. I mean, he, he was kind of that you know guy in the weeds. No one was really talking about. But I mean, once again, like you said, with the cornerback depth, he's replaceable. How much would he have really played? And and it, another thing too, how much does it speak volumes on on how much trust Belichick has in Gunnar Olszewski in such a limited time to trust him catching yeah. punts? Because that's why he's on the team. You know, that, that, right. that solidifies the fact that Julian Edelman is not going to catch a punt, uh, you know, continuously, maybe in a big spot. You know, they need to they need to make sure someone catches it, maybe get a little return and send them out there here and there. But uh, the trust Bill Belichick is giving in Gunnar Olszewski is, is huge because you know how much he values special teams and, and field position. Uh, and everyone always says, oh, just stick Edelman back there and, and wait for fair catch. One, he'll never do that because no. of the way he plays. And two, Belichick's not going to do that either because he values special teams and wants the field position. People are tweeting exactly. that at me when I had Olszewski on the team as a, as a punt returner. It's like, why are you do that? Just have Edelman stand back there and uh, wave a fair catch. It's like, he'd never do that. And neither. And Bill would be no. pissed at that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's, that's one of those things where he always looks for an advantage. And if you can have a guy who can make something happen on a punt return, uh, you know, and be reliable and not fumble and everything like that, you're going to have to take advantage of that. What I think is crazy with the wide receiver position is, look, if they kept six wide receivers. Now, obviously, Demarius Thomas might be coming back, but they kept six wide receivers. Three of them are rookies. Two of them are undrafted free agents. So it's really When's crazy. When's the last obviously. time he carried two undrafted free agents, too, by the way? I, do you remember off the top of your head? Position. Certainly not at that position. I mean, exactly. I'm sure it's happened before, but not at that position. I mean, I don't even remember, like, one undrafted. Never mind, like, you know, maybe Ken Tompkins, Tompkins, but um, – you know, it, it very, very rarely, and especially to keep two guys like that, um, you know, is definitely interesting. And again, speaks volumes to what they're doing. And so, it, you know, and if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, you know, maybe they've already picked up Demarius Thomas and, and you know, the, the wide receiving core looks different again. Who knows? But, you know, for right now, as we sit here after cutdown day, you're looking at it saying, man, the Patriots have six wide receivers and three of them are rookies and two of them are undrafted rookie free agents. And it's really, it's really, uh, it's really kind of crazy. So, the only other spot that I thought was interesting, um, other than D-line, which I thought was great, we already talked about Calhoun a little bit, Brian Cowart really came on, and that wasn't really a surprise because that's why Pennell got, got let go. Um, so, you know, Cowart gets in, Wise gets in. A lot of people saying Wise is on the bubble, and he's back. Yeah, in too, I saw so. that too. And that, that just shows how deep they are at that position. Yep. No, 100%. And I know and Phil Perry was saying he's more of a, more of a you know, he's a little undersized for a 3-4 defense, so that, that might have been why he was a bubble guy. But I mean, they, right. he, he had said he's a big, uh, big guy in that locker room. Um, I, I guess yeah. that you know, Gunnar Olszewski's the, the king of locker room. He wore like a wife beater and jeans to the game on Thursday night. <laughs> well, that's you know, and they said like Slater, Slater had great things to say about him, and you know, uh, I think it was Reese said 
Like, there's not one guy in the locker room that could that will say a bad word about him. Everyone likes him. And so, you know, he values that stuff. You know, he definitely values that stuff. So I think that that's, that's an important piece. Um, but the one other spot that I thought was interesting was tight end. They did keep two. They kept Lacoste. They yep. kept Ryan Izzo. Lacoste could be that IR guy. Like, I don't know. You know, like, Lacoste hasn't been healthy. And so maybe he's that guy that goes on IR yeah, and comes back be, in eight weeks. You know, I don't know. Because um, the, the one thing that I found interesting, too, was – uh, dating back to 2002, I forget who tweeted out, the Patriots have kept a combined nine uh, wide receivers and tight end, whether that be six and three like normal or, or seven and two. We never saw an eight right. one. I thought this might be the year with just Lacoste or Izzo and then th- Thomas on with Olszewski, which might happen. Like you said, they right. might throw Lacoste to IR, bring him back and, and bring Thomas back and have eight wide receiver with one tight end. So I think there's yeah. just too much talent there not to run 10 personnel, you know? Right. Oh, and that, that's really the thing. I mean, you look at it and just say, we don't even need a tight end, you know, especially with the big guys. And, uh, and you know, I think Izzo brings the blocking. And that's, Good what, blocker, you that's yeah. what you want out of your tight end. You need that. You're not going to have a guy. And Watson, I think, is fine catching the ball, but he's not a weapon anymore. Well, there's and a so reason they went team. big. There's a reason they went big at exactly. receiver. Yep, exactly. So, um, you know, so it's interesting. It's interesting. Look, now, one thing I will say uh, that I think is, is even more interesting than what the Patriots did, what the, what the Texans did. Um, and I know I just want to talk about that just for a second. Obviously, it's a little bit related to the Patriots because of Billy O down there. But, and actually, it's, it's related to the Patriots because of uh, Flores, I think, kind of fleeced them a little bit. But they give up. They trade Jadavian Clowney to Seattle. They get a third-round pick. Barkevious Mingo. Barkevious Mingo and some other schmuck for him. And I'm like, okay, that's nothing. Then they trade for Laramie Tunsil, who's you know a good left tackle, but not unbelievable, and Kenny Stills, and they give up two first-round picks and a second-round pick, and they send another foreign Patriot, Jonathan Badmosi, and someone else to Miami. All of that's going to Miami. Miami's wow. picks in the next few years are unbelievable. And meanwhile, if you thought Nick Casario was going to Houston, now – Houston's like, hey, Nick, come on and be our GM. You have zero draft picks for the next few years. Yeah, so just yeah. Two first round picks. What are we? And you, are and you know how much they value them. He, he him in particular. Right. But it's, I think it's nuts. I mean, absolutely crazy. I don't care how good Laramie Tunsil is. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You can't give up two first round picks for a left half. That's crazy. So I, I just, I don't know what in the world they're doing over there. They don't have a GM. It just seems like they're just giving up the moon. It, it, it's wild to me. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess it's good for the Patriots because it's another AFC team. Another, yeah. like, man, <laughs> in a week, know? two teams in that division just took a massive step back. Massive. Right. Well, and I, I will say offensively, they're better. It, you know, if Tunsil can be a very Duke, good left tackle. Duke Johnson. They're better. And Duke Johnson, and if they, you know, if they end up uh, bringing in Shady McCoy, which is a possibility. And they, they have um, Will you know, Fuller back, DeAndre, now still. Yeah. So they have a good one, two, three, maybe they know, do. up there with they the do. best in the conference. But, I mean, that, that's only going to get you so far. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, so that's what we got. And the one other guy, too, that I thought was – that I just want to mention is Alandon Roberts. A lot of people kind of had thought that Alandon Roberts was going to be on the bubble. He was not on the bubble. They clearly kept him. Um, and not only did they keep him, they valued him to the point where he didn't really play in the preseason. He didn't need yeah. him, but they yeah. already know what they have out of him. They're happy with him, and they're like, yeah, 
you know, you played a little yeah, bit here and there, but you're good. He's great against Iran, and, and um, you know, he, he did get better in coverage-wise. I know, like, the first couple of years in the league, he would just get picked apart, um, you know, in passing plays and was strong against Iran, but he's actually improved a lot in that aspect and becoming more of a complete linebacker, which they love. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's going to be fun. I, this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I really like what they've kept here. I think the running back depth is great. I think the wide receiver depth has, been, has turned out to be really good as long as everyone gets healthy. Of course, that's assuming Demarius comes back, which it seems like he's going to be. The wide receiver depth should be really good, and the defense is just loaded. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They've got a ton of guys, a ton of bodies. Uh, you know, I, I, wonder, I wonder, too, if they're going to do something like what the Eagles did a few years ago, where they just rotated guys in and out, and they were getting fresh legs and fresh bodies all the time. Uh, it's you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, they're they're loaded both sides of the ball, and and you know to kind of come to a point, no real question marks here. Obviously, the Thomas news was uh, a little shocking, but uh, seems like they're in the works to bring him back. And other than that, I, I have no disagreements there. So uh, that, yep. that that's pretty much it. No, it's been great. Yeah, I apologize if the uh, the audio quality hasn't been great. I was at a at a uh, a pool party cookout today. And that, <laughs> Dedication. Got to get it in, you know. Got to get it in. So. Got to get it in. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have uh, little, you know big we'll day, have so. Tommy Curran on this week. Uh, yep. Little programming note. Then Phil Perry the next, and and just kind of lining up guests as the season goes on. Obviously now it's a lot easier and a lot more to talk about um, that we keep touching on every show. But uh, finally, real football, Pat. I can't wait. I cannot wait. They're dropping the banner. They are dropping the banner in eight days. Eight days till they drop the banner. It's insane. Another one, and you'll be in Crazy. attendance. Am I right? I will be. You will be. I An- another will one. Be. Your sixth one. You, you lucky bastard. This is my. This is my. My sixth banner drop. Yep, I've seen them all. Oh. So. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks for following along. Listen, the past pulpit site got a, you know a ton of content out there, and a ton of clicks and a ton of views the last few days. You guys have been great. We really appreciate you guys, and we'll just we're gonna keep busting out good content for you, whether it's written form or podcast or whatever. We're gonna keep them coming all all, all season long. So we appreciate you guys. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you this week.